Welcome everybody to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattoo artists, uh, collectors, apprentices, and the curious are all encouraged to join these live streams, to get together in person, or check out all the replays. And um, this is the Tattoo Now show, and I am excited to have traditional tattoo artist Hunter Spanks here from the Baltimore Tattoo Museum. Um, but before we get to the show today, I want to let you know a little bit more about the Reinventing the Tattoo community that we're beaming out on, some of the regular upcoming events that we have, as well as the, our sponsors, which are great. So, like I said, this will take about five minutes. Please let us know that this is working for you in the chat room. Give us a share around all of your friends, and then click on the like, share, and subscribe. I'm not sure where you're beaming out or where you're beaming in from, or if you're checking out the replays on the podcast. But the best way to always get this live programming is to download the Reinventing the Tattoo app in either of the app stores, um, or go straight to community.reinventingthetattoo.com. But in the app stores, you search for Reinventing the Tattoo, give it a download, and it has our updated schedule as well as all of the replays. Now we've got um, interviews like this that we have coming up, we've got discussion panels, uh, we have drawing groups where artists are encouraged to join in via Zoom, and I'll, t I'll tell you a little bit more about all of that later. Uh, right now you can get the replays on the YouTube channel uh, and on the Reinventing the Tattoo podcast in, uh, in the podcast stores. So yeah, we're basically, even though Reinventing's freaking very old, uh, not not ancient. It is always uh, reinventing itself and keeping up. But it's like over 25 years old. But this these communities are kind of new. You know, Guy had a, a fantastic forum back in the day. Uh, but as of January, we just relaunched the new reinvented community. So anyways, uh, thank you very much for tuning in and checking it out. If you are a tattoo artist and are interested in some of this programming but don't know where to start, and you're looking for some awesome sample packs, if you go to reinventing247.com, then you can, well, for one, you can see a couple different replays and uh, you get to pick, but there's also a form there for you to fill out, uh, and we will send some samples of, I think right now we've got Cheyenne cartridges and raw pigments, uh, maybe some t-shirts, uh, some flyers. Anyways, we got sample packets that'll go to your tattoo shop if you're interested, reinventing247.com. The weekly shows, so these are shows that happen every week, so if you're watching the replay, don't worry, you could always catch the upcoming show. All these times are Eastern Standard Time. Sundays at 1 o'clock is a Reinventing Drawing Group with Jason Leeser. At 9 p.m. on Sundays is the Tattoo Weekly with Lauren Gregory, um, Jake Meeks, and... Me, I'm Gabe Ripley, by the way. Um, so we do a, a recap of the previous week. We uh, tease some of the stuff that's coming in the future. And then we have a lot of back catalogs. We go uh, deep into the back catalogs to find uh, awesome clips that you should be checking out. So that's uh, Sundays at 9 p.m. Mondays at 9 a.m. We have a Monday morning bright and early drawing group. Uh, 9 o'clock Eastern p.m. Uh, is the subscribers exercises with Guy Aitchison. So if you're interested in drawing with Guy and getting your work critiqued, the course is, you, it includes the course. We'll talk about that later, but it's a course and every Monday are live exercises with Guy. 10 o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays, we have a drawing group with Ricardo. On Wednesdays at 12 noon, this is the Tattoo Now show, it's what you're watching now. Thursdays at 12 noon, the Tattoo Collecting Podcast. And then 
Oh, well, I think we actually had Thursdays just before that. Uh, 10 o'clock, we have another subscribers exercise with Kier where we go over fundamentals. So if you're a little intimidated to draw along with Guy, you shouldn't be. Everyone is welcome. But there's a couple other spots for you to, uh, to join in. Some special, uh, let's see, the next Tattoo Now interview is going to be with Fawn Baker from uh, Red Tree and True Tubes. That's coming up, uh, not next Wednesday, but two Wednesdays. Uh, next Wednesday, I'm dropping my daughter off at college. Holy shit. Um, and then, let's see, last episode was Mike DeVries. So he's uh, uh, coming out to the BYOB doing a, a 3D workshop. So that's um, that was a great episode. Check it out. Okay, a couple of ways to support the show in real life. We're doing real-world events. October 3rd to the 6th, 2021, is the Paradise BYOB. You're encouraged uh, to beam in. You can show up in person. It is a, a ski resort, so there's lots of fresh air. Uh, condos have porches and whatnot. I'm going to show a whole little video about that, so I don't need to plug it too hard. Uh, presuming that the pandemic allows, we'll be heading over to Brussels, November 12th to the 14th, to the Brussels Tattoo Convention. That's uh, Nick Baxter, Ravon, and I will be doing seminars. Whole crew reinventing people will be heading over to do uh, paint jams and all that. Let's see, next year, February 5th and the 6th, uh, reinventing the tattoo live from Red Shree slash Tattoo Troops Compound in Columbus, Ohio. It's a pretty sick spot. Uh, really excited to have Derb set up um, an art jams and stuff for the public. With, or we're going to set it up or we're co-producing it with them. Set it up for the public on uh, Saturday and then Sunday will be for professionals with seminars and, and critiques and all of that jazz. May 20th to the 22nd is Hell City, Columbus. July 8th to the 10th is the Rock River Tattoo Art Expo outside of Chicago. TattooArtExpo.com. A uh, guy will be leading up a reinventing track there. He's, we've got a really nice uh, lecture hall there. July 29th to the 31st. These are all 2022. These are next year. A Rubber City Tattoo Invitational, Akron, Ohio, with Tony Urbanek. He's been uh, doing our machine builder interviews and uh, has got a, a build your own machine uh, seminar there. I think it's reinventingthetattoo.com slash build your build a tattoo machine. Um, anyways, and then October 20th to the 23rd is the Paradise Tattoo Gathering full-on tattoo show coming up next year. Now, let me hammer through our sponsors real quick. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look to see that this is working. Uh, we are going out on the Facebooks. We are going out on the YouTubes. Let's see, the first 15 minutes of these are always brutal. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. You have to uh, talk them through. Um, okay, so... Yeah, looks like this is all working perfect. Our sponsors include Inkjet Stencils, where you can do your prep work on your computer or your iPad, and then print out the stencils straight from the printer. Let's see, we've got WorldTattooEvents.com. They are the most comprehensive um, website for tattoo conventions, and as you can imagine, right now they're going crazy because Conventions are changing their dates and everything all the time. Tat uh, WorldTattooEvents.com, RawPigments.co is an acrylic-free uh, set of pigments. They're uh, they're getting all of their um, the raw pigments are all getting that shit straight from the source of the raw pigments. Uh, they don't add anything into it. That uh, inks don't dry out in the cups. Check out RawPigments.co. Let's see, Delize Pro in the United States, otherwise known as Dermalize Worldwide. Thank you, international copyright laws and whatnot. Um, check out D-Lies Pro. It's a healing wrap designed to heal wounds. So if you're using saran wrap, you might consider it because saran wrap's designed to not breathe, whereas um, 
some of these other materials are, including Dermalize. I definitely use it the way that the videos uh, instruct, but I like it. I, 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 it's my preferred way of healing. Um, let's see, Tattoo Now, that's uh, me. I'm a computer geek. I do websites, search engine optimization, and um, business consulting, all sorts of stuff for tattoo artists and tattoo studios. And I am actually accepting new clients. I've got chunks of 10 hours up for people. And let's see, last but certainly not least, in fact, probably first for reinventing the tattoo. This is his vision, GuyAcherson.com. Check out his, uh, well, his artwork. His tattoos are incredible. His books are pretty much closed, but you can buy paintings. You can get prints. He's got a double book, the bioencyclopedia. It's massive. Um, anyways, GuyAcherson.com. Check it out. And I think, whew. We got through the introduction in less than 10 minutes. Um, please leave your positive reviews on all of the channels because that helps us get the word out. And if you um, have constructive criticism, send it to management at reinventingthetattoo.com. If you're interested in sponsoring the show as a company or as a tattoo shop or whatever, then um, yeah, you could also email us there. And uh, yeah, so. I am, oh, you know what, I am going to throw on a video real quick so that um, I can take a little bit of a breather. This is an uh, upcoming, this is our video for the, for the Paradise BYOB, and we will catch up with Hunter on the other side of this. Are you ready for Paradise? It's been a long time, but I think that we are all ready to return to Jiminy Peak October 3rd to the 6th. That's right, it's a Sunday to a Wednesday, but hey, this is definitely no time to get normal. This unique event is going to bring out dozens of artists that will be creating and selling artwork, tons of seminars, discussion panels, uh, even a drunk critique, a live one against our better judgment, and a musical performance by Vapors of Morphe. changed since the first paradise, but the essence of these events stay the same. We are gathering for the inspiration, for the camaraderie amongst like minds, for the sharing, for the collaboration. Please join us, create some art, share some inspiration in nature, free of distractions, free of the scene, free of drama. Just an art tattoo paradise.
Paradise BYOB is brought to you by Tattoo Now, which has produced or co-produced the Paradise Tattoo Gathering, the Paradise Artist Retreat, the Worldwide Tattoo Conference, the Emerald Isle Tattoo Sessions, the Venetian Tattoo Gathering, and so many more events. It's kind of hard to keep track of them all. This is going to be a unique event. Paradise BYOB, you are invited to bring your own brains, your own brushes, your own beats, your own, butt, your own boots. Bring your own berries if you're vegan. Please come on out and share, contribute, and let's create art. And on the last day, there'll be an open house, so art collectors are encouraged to come out and check out some of the uh, unbelievable masterpieces that will be available for sale. Check it out. And definitely make sure if you're going to be there just for one day, Monday, Vapors of Morphine will be playing at 7 o'clock at night, and you will not want to miss it. ParadiseBYOB.com to get your Artist Weekend tickets, to get your studio five packs for the price of four, to rent an artist or vendor space, ParadiseBYOB.com. Okay, I am ecstatic. My next, or our next guest is somebody who I was, I think, first introduced to from uh, the Tattoo Artist magazine article, like, you know, way back in the day. And uh, it's awesome. He's been hammering out uh, exceptionally solid work for, I, I mean, I guess I, I haven't even checked. It might be two decades, but if it's not, it's getting close to it. And, um, but Hunter, he's been transcending the different genres, right? So he's also... Uh, not also. He's got a lot of great work up on uh, what is it, Tattoo Flash Collective, which is um, you know an exceptionally reputable uh, source for for tattoo flash, you know authentic uh, tattoo uh, art and whatnot, as well as uh, the Sullen Art Collective, which is well just as authentic, but again kind of like a different scene, if you will. And um, I mean it's all part of the tattoo scene, which is the wonderful part about tattoos. Anyway, so I'm really excited to catch up with Hunter. Uh, I think it was like 10 years ago he had come up to the Paradise Tattoo Gathering, and he's uh, agreed to come up, and he's going to be doing a watercolor seminar at the BYOB this year. So, um, well, yeah, Hunter, thanks for taking the time to talk to uh, so some computer geeks here. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks for asking me up to do the seminar again this year. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it's great. You know, it's fun because um, I'm not sure we've talked maybe once since uh, the last Paradise, um, and so much has happened. But um, I'm interested. Let me uh, throw up some of your work here for people to check out, and um, maybe we could start with some softball questions. Um, like, what do you love about tattooing? What's that? That's a real simple one. Oh man. So when I started out. So, yeah, next year will be uh, 30 years. Um, awesome. And that's pretty much from being in a shop. Um, there was a few years prior to where uh, this guy, Dave Williams, who was uh, the brother of a sis sister that I went to school with, he had some tattoos from Bill Clayton down in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he had a friend who had a catalog. And I got introduced to, you know, what few tattoo magazines were about at that time and a lot of the work in there i didn't think was all that great it wasn't bad i wasn't doing it but um it kind of just got me thinking that if this stuff's in a magazine maybe i could do it for a living and really i mean i started taking art classes in middle school i was lucky enough to have the same art teacher all through high school who um really pushed me and i wanted to be an artist didn't necessarily know what exactly direction and honestly, like getting into high school, 
tattooing was not on my radar at all until those oh, magazines but, and stuff kicked around. And, and uh, what, what, what year is this when you were... Uh... So I graduated in 91. So we're talking, when I, when I got introduced to magazines, I want to say it was like 88, 89. Awesome. Um, and uh, like, a, you know, just seeing that, the, the stuff in the magazines that I didn't think was good was an inspiration of like, maybe I could do this for a living. And uh, we ordered some machines and started messing people up. <laughs> Everyone gets to pay it off their own karma, right? You know, yeah. It's, um, well, that's cool. And so, I mean, yeah, it must have been pretty tough to, to I mean, it's always tough to find apprenticeships. In fact, it's, it's all, almost tougher to find a good apprenticeship. But um, how, long, how long did you fish around before you found some real guidance? Or did you end up hacking people up for a while? Hacking people up for a while. <laughs> no, no real formal apprenticeship to speak of um, at the time. We could afford two machines, some needles, and some pigment. Um, no, no power supply. So the first <laughs> tattoos were run straight off a of car battery. Oof. If if anybody has done that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, because really that was the shops that we called. Most 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 responses were we're not we're not electricians, so we don't know. Oh shit. Um, uh huh. And you know, and understandably, I understand it now. You know, back then I was probably like, ah, that jerk. But uh, uh so I went away to one year of college down in Florida at uh, the International Fine Arts College, International Fine Arts College in Miami Beach, or I guess it was Miami, to be honest with you, across from the beach. Uh -huh. But uh, and uh, I was going for commercial art. It was two year associates. But when I was away, uh, Dave got a job in a shop in Durham, North Carolina, um, Ink Slingers Tattoo. And when I came back, I did a tattoo in front of the owner on my leg, mm -hmm. and that's how I got into a shop. Awesome. The uh, it's fun. There's uh, a lot of apprentice types uh, that are um, you know that, that tune in because this is one of the ways that they're able to uh, you know learn about learn about tattooing right in this modern age. It's crazy because you know obviously experiencing the the community is the best way, um, but you know now that we have these tools and now that we're kind of like discouraged to travel and whatnot. A lot of people are tuning in. Anyways, so we have uh, uh, some questions in the chat room here. Uh, okay. uh, Patrick Capelli is asking, um, what, what's the greatest compliment you have received uh, from the canvas after the tattoo was completed? So I guess I have two questions. One is, how do you feel about the term canvas when applied to uh, tattoo clients? And then, um, and then what's your greatest compliment that you've seen or received? Okay. Um, so, I mean, if canvas is what people want to use, cool. I don't use it. I, I never thought of using it until, uh, you know, uh, Ink Masters, and that's what they called it. And, you know, I tuned into that show because I had a lot of friends, you know, over various seasons sure. that were on there. So, And I always enjoyed more so the natural tattooing. I always enjoyed the other, like, things they had to do, you know, like creating artwork from gunpowder and writing yeah. it and stuff. Like, all that stuff was really neat. All the fun uh, challenges. Yeah, those, those things were really cool. Um, but yeah, if you want to call it a canvas, call it a canvas. It's fine. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. you know. and, well, I love the term, especially when... Um when, when dealing with traditional culture and whatnot, like all the terms, sometimes they, they should be very precise and sometimes it's cool. It's, it's fun to, uh, to figure out, to figure it all out. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what's, so what's uh, the, the best compliment that, uh, that you've received or that you remember uh, recall getting? You must get them a lot, obviously, but. You get them, honestly, these days, the ones that mean the most to me, um, you know, it can be a really, really simple tattoo. I had one just the, 
just the other week. And uh, it was a little simple dragonfly with a little drop shadow color, like a little tribal dragonfly. But her mom had just passed the beginning of July. You know, mm. and, and, and when that evokes emotion, yeah. and then, you know, that's a huge compliment to me. You know, I, I used to not think much about it, um, to be honest with you. Um, it's just what I did for a living. Um, it's only uh, honestly the last five or so years that uh, I think I've really started to come around and um, really be comfortable and enjoy my place in tattooing, yeah. which is a street shop tattooer, to be honest. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You know, for me, the... It's the experience, I mean, the experience of the tattoo, the client remembers forever. And I mean, I, I can't tell you how many, you know, tattooers that are, you know, whatever, $2,000 a day or whatever, you know, and, and they're doing this crazy work. Um, but, you know, if they're an asshole, then that's like literally the first thing that comes out of the client's mouth is, oh, you know, that's a great tattoo. Oh, yeah, they were, you know, they were three hours late and kind of an asshole. Uh, whereas, you know, the for tattoo, for the art of tattoo, it's the... You know, it's the tattoo that, it's, it's that experience, it's that mem memory, um, what it's evoking. And, you know, it doesn't have to be this crazy masterpiece to have a, an exceptionally powerful um, effect on the on the viewer. As you were saying, you know, memorial tattoos, it, like, if a tattooer just blows that shit off and it's like, I don't want to do that upside down, you know, that's stupid. You know, you, you just, you know, really crushed somebody who's, like, you know, thinking about their dead you know, friend or, or parent and figuring out the ways to memorialize it. I really appreciate that about your work. And, um, you know, when I was looking at your portfolio, you have like Roman numerals and whatnot. And, you know, there's a lot of tattooers that, you know, will intentionally keep that stuff out of their portfolio. And I love the fact that you, you put it in to encourage people to, you know, to get, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you appreciate doing all sorts of work and custom work that you're coming up with. But the fact that you take that much satisfaction out of you know either walking tattoos or just even simple tattoos is awesome. Can you can you talk about some of that transition in mentality? You said a, a, that was maybe a, a five years ago that you shifted into this a newer mindset about it. Or um, sure, a lot of that had to do with getting sober. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> and uh, you know, and continually um, working on myself and my approach with people how I view myself, how I treat myself, not even just what I put into my body because I don't eat necessarily all that healthy or anything. I try, but, um, you know, towards the end, and honestly, probably through a lot of all my years of drinking and whatnot, um, I guess in my head, I felt like I was giving back, but to me, it was a mentality of, this is what I do for a living. I do a good job at it, so if I'm a jerk, whatever. And, you know, not even, I mean, I think even before I got sober, but realizing and much of what you just said, you know, it's, it's a full experience. People want to have a good time. They don't want to sit next to somebody for 15 minutes, much less a few hours. That person's an asshole, mm -hmm. you know, and, and through, through these last five years and like, um, you know, continuing to kind of take a look at my daily actions. I, I try to be a lot more aware of what I say to people and how I treat people. Because before, I, I mean, to be straight up, I just didn't give a shit. Sure. You know, there's a um, a tendency or personality, you know, there's a lot of self-depreciation sometimes. You know, I, I kind of suck as a tattooer, you know, why would you trust me? But um, in tattooing, you know, the client... 
like every little bit of doubt that you might put into the client's head is going to fester. It's their idea seeds, right? You're casting magic sure. spells. So if you cast doubt into their heads, you know, then it's going to, it's going to grow. And now, you know, I, I suppose the fun for some of the old tattooers is like, I'm going to cast all those seeds of doubt and then fucking kill them with a quality of tattoo and blow them away. But like, if you're not that great, like if you're like almost that great, like all of a sudden you just <laughs> like completely put all these seeds of doubt into your client's head. All they're doing is looking at the line that you fucked up, even though the rest of it might look spectacular. Maybe that was, you know, it, it's irrelevant to the actual piece, but because the tattooer said it, you know, all of a sudden, it, it, it tinges that that experience. Yeah. Um, it can. I, I do sometimes find a little self-deprecating humor to be fun. Sure. Of course. You <laughs> um, know, I mean, it's all about the line. But, and. But I, I think also, too, that's a little bit probably more for my own sake. I don't want to, like, get too far ahead of myself. I mean, it's a tattoo. Like, you've only got that one chance to do it. And... I think it's okay to be like, there's always that chance for it not to be perfect. Yeah. You know? Well, it can't be perfect, so. right? I mean, that's the... I mean, one of the beauties of it for me feels like is, you know, because you're tattooing inside of somebody, on somebody, you know, there's a, a desire or, or a responsibility to try to do it as perfect as you possibly can. Sure. But it's skin. It's not going to be perfect. It can't be perfect. And you're a human being. So, like, the tattooer's not perfect. The client's not perfect. Uh, you know, it's, it needs to be done, like, pretty much perfect the first time. So, you're, like, you're, there's this strive or desire to be perfect in a medium that is inherently imperfect. So, it's, it's just crazy. You'd almost have to be fucking out of your mind to be a tattooer. Um, I, I think that a lot. You know, I think a lot of years, though, too, um, not to say I'm too hard on myself, because I'm still pretty hard on myself. You know, I'm like, if it's a bigger piece and has something going to it, it's, you know, I like it. I look at the photos afterwards. I don't like it so much. And then I see that photo after six months of not looking at it going, oh, I, I do a pretty decent tattoo. <laughs> sure. Um, Absolutely. Like, like critique and self-critique and, you know, Again, you guys, everyone does such great work, but if you weren't critiquing it like that yourself, then you wouldn't be improving. Yeah, you know, I guess I just, I, I don't want to think too much of myself. And, and you know, you said it. I mean, it, in the years that I've been doing it at this point, and what people achieve on skin blows my mind continuously. You know, when people ask what type of stuff that I do, I just tell them I do tattoos that look like tattoos. Sure. You know, if somebody wants, you know, hyper black and gray, like realism, I'm not your guy. Sure. You know. Um, what, what, I, did I, 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 what did I say? I called you a real tattooer. You know, I'm like, I, I spend all day long talking to tattooers, you know, and, and a variety of traditional tattooers too, but oh, that's my, that's that's what I want to say. I'm like, he's a real, he's a real fucking tattooer. You know, not that anybody yeah. else isn't a real tattooer. But. No, no. <laughs> and I, you know, in the, 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 the the teaser that you put up when you said that because that's I mean I think for a lot of years too not to say I struggled with but the idea of you know wanting to develop whether you want to call it style or whatnot because I mean I think I just even in doing traditional artwork you know I just mimic the old guys you know people that I look up to um, and uh, so I don't know if there's much of a style but there was definitely a point that I came around to the idea that, you know, I, 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 
if, if I can do it, I'm more than happy to take the time to do it. So when, you know, you brought up Roman numerals and they are pretty common, you know, technically tricky to do. You're trying to get, you know, the thicks and thins with the small serifs and stuff. And usually people want them pretty small. It's really gratifying nailing something like that. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people can't. And not to say a lot of people can't, but when you're dealing with a larger piece that you know you're going to shade and color, I'm not saying, I mean, I honestly think, you know, you should always pay attention and try to do, strive to do the cleanest line work you can. I always associate that with, like, building a house. The house should have a great frame. Sure. So, you know, but if, if you are doing something like that, if that line's not the cleanest or whatnot, you have a lot of ways to disguise it and be unproud. Absolutely. No, I mean, uh, the... The precise nature of of some of this traditional work, and like you were saying, the Roman numerals are like circles. You know, it's uh, it's amazing <laughs> watching people who have gotten into tattooing, and you know, in the last ten years, it's been way easier, or even possible, to to learn how to tattoo like in a very particular style. If you happen to be, you know, in a time and place where there's a tattoo shop, you know, where you could do that. But but there are people that can't tattoo, you know, Roman numerals, you know, but they can do these, sure. you know, other crazy things. But to your point, you know, the, the process is, is almost complete. It's not completely different, but it's different. Um, and, you know, and obviously you have to be way more precise and there's, it's, it's uh, way less forgiving. Um, so let's see, what do, uh, what do you have here? Were, were you, a, uh, are you a massive tattoo convention fan? Like, so, you know, pre-COVID, were you a, a traveler? Did you stick there in, in Baltimore? So I, the, I'm trying to think is like to give you a kind of accurate timeline. So when I moved up here from North Carolina in 2006, um, from 06 to, I want to say around 2011, it might've been 2012. I was on the road pretty, pretty regularly. I want to say about the last time, you know, I came up and did the seminar up there. That was kind of winding down me being on the road a whole lot. Um, I enjoy conventions, but I, I, I enjoy smaller conventions. Um, you know, right, my schedule, and sadly, it's continually being put off because of the current situation. But generally, Rochester, uh, yeah. put, on, put on by Jet from Love Hate, yep. um, is really the only one I've done in the last five years or so. And I've done it every year except for one, I think. Um, and it kind of has that feel if anybody listening went to the, like the earth. Well, actually, where Richmond is moved back to, yeah. to the hotel. So, you know, they, they use all the ballrooms now at the Richmond show. But um, it's definitely a bit smaller setting. Um, you know, the biggest ones I've done, I was fortunate enough to do London from 06 to awesome. 2011, which is a pretty mind blowing experience. Um, yeah. So many tattooers all just literally top-notch um i got to do milan a couple times awesome and, you know so like it makes you feel good when you you know when you not not even just that you're there but you know when you can when you're looking around and it's for me not to be like all oh, these people are so much better than me but that wow i have a spot you know alongside these people it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, um, Lon London is or, or was, you know, if, uh, one of yeah. the, if not the pinnacle of all, all of the different mountain ranges of tattooing coming together. 
And one of the things I loved, I mean, I wasn't privy to any drama or anything. It felt to me like everyone kind of was just so happy to be there. Uh, and Mickey has such a presence that everyone just left their shit fucking, you know, at the door. Or, or they didn't get there if they had shit. And, yeah. Um, um, I don't recall. Like, I met so many great people. You know, I made a lot of friends, you know, from over there. Um, who sadly, it's been a while since I've been overseas um, that I haven't seen in person in a long time. But, yeah. And it, it always felt pretty drama-free, to be honest with you. I was like, I don't recall it. You know, you know for, for the volume and the diverse of, uh, you know, the diversity of the of the place, you know, again, it was all the different, you know, schools of tattooing together. And um, Wicked excited to see what, he, what Mickey does next. Obviously, it's sad that uh, yeah. it's on hold or, or paused or, or stopped for now, but he'll do something cool next time, you know? Oh, yeah. sure. Sure. No, that, that guy's given so much to the community, put out so many amazing books, like... No. It's um, you know, it's he he's an amazing person. And you tattooing is lucky to have him. Uh, absolutely, you know, it's uh, it would be silly not to mention that. I mean, I guess I'll put it up in the corner, but uh, you can click on the link. The Alex from World Tattoo Events did an amazing interview with him for the History of Tattoo Conventions. So okay. there's like a full podcast interview with him somewhere where he was talking about closing up the the event for for the time being. Sure. But um, cool. Let's see. Uh, how about this? We talked about it a little bit, but do you want to care to talk a little bit about your own journey as a tattoo collector? As obviously you're very well tattooed. I am. Um, so starting out, excuse me. I just wanted to get tattooed. I mean, to be honest with you. So I did, like, you know, starting out, I did quite like a good bit on myself, my lower inside left leg from the knee down is done by myself. Um, you know, through my, I honestly, through my 20s and probably through my mid 30s, I think I was taking, not I think, I was taking a lot of my money and trying to restore the toy collection that I never <laughs> got as a kid. Uh -huh. So I wasn't awesome. really like going out and paying for tattoos a whole lot, to be honest with you. And I wasn't even really getting tattooed by guys in the shop a whole bunch. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh. <laughs> I have somebody kind of messaging me a little bit that's watching. <laughs> nice. She always rags me about my voice cracking. So, uh. anyways. <laughs> We're doing so, it live. Stop. No, I, 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 it's fun. I love the distractions. That's what everybody wants to see the train wreck, right? Now we're like hitting the curb, you know, oh, we'll get back on track. Well, I even told him because it was cracking up when you were doing all the announcements. I was like, he's like, I'm live. Anyways, there's, there's that crack again. So anyways, um, but like through my mid-30s to now, I, I started making it a big point to, um, you know, really try and get tattooed. Not say as much as I can. But ultimately, find people that like I'm going out and I'm paying them to tattoo me. Sure. Um, maybe I get a little bit of a lookout for because they know me, but a lot of times I don't, which is fine. I yeah. Mean, to me, like, you know, to, when you go, when you were mentioning apprenticeships, when I'm asked about that, and I mean, I didn't have a formal one, but the biggest thing I tell people is find some tattooers, find a shop you like. And go spend money in their shop. Don't just show up in the shop and go, hey, he's working for an apprentice. A hundred percent. You know, like, to me, that's one of the best things you can do. You, um, you know, I almost don't want to say it. I hate saying it because uh, it's also not entirely true. But after about uh, get, collecting tattoos for about 12 years, 
you know, I've been doing computer stuff for like six or seven of them for tattooers exclusively. And, and everyone was always asking about apprenticeship this and apprenticeship that. And I, I was getting tattooed by somebody that was a little younger, you know, somebody that was uh, just started tattooing. And I realized that I was, I, I, in my head, I wanted to correct them a little bit. I mean, and I'm not, it's not my place, right? As a client, like, I'm not going to correct my tattooer. But then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, I've been getting tattooed by awesome people for, like, 12 years. Well, awesome people for six years, you know, and, and other people for another six. Um, if I had just paid attention, like, they set up everything in front of me. They break it down. They've always been very communicative with me, right? You sure. know, ultimately, if you're going to you really want to do it, just get tattooed for 15 years, you know, and pay attention. And, and, and to your point, if you're showing them your portfolio, the tattooer is going to tell you, you know, no fucking way you should be tattooing on people or... Oh yeah, that's awesome. Let me show you, you know, the the, the, sure. the path that you should be going down. Sure, um, but I think there's a lot of us that it's, you know, I, I I think the mentality of just showing up that way is kind of a take mentality, and you know, it's not so secretive anymore. But also at the same time, if if it's just kind of like you, we we feel like you just want to take take take. Yeah. And we're less, lot less likely to give, give, give. 100%. But so, um, my collection, I mean, let's see. I mean, I'm tattooed from a lot of people. Uh, do you, like... Uh, yeah, let's hear as, it. Far, as far as, like, visible, um, a lot of people might not know the name, but uh, Sarah Peacock from oh, back fuck in yeah. the day, mm -hmm. from North Carolina days, she did... Uh, that same left leg on the outside, she did this cool praying mantis that stole, but she put it, I remember the story very vividly. We had just met, um, and uh, she did this huge praying mantis, but I, when she showed me the design, she's, he's got Tibetan prayer beads around him, and she's like, he stole them. And it's like, oh, that's <laughs> Nice. Not the way I present tattoos. I'm just like, do you like the design? <laughs> um, but... Uh, so yeah, palms are done. One palm is twenty hundred. The other palm. Is Ooh, let's see. Show off to the camera. Yeah. So yeah, the sacred geometry is uh, Thomas Hooper and Tony uh -huh. Hall did the skull. Um, left lower forearm is um, Eric Brooks from Classic Electric and Frederick. I do have uh, one of those little uh, prosperity frogs that was done by Horisachi when he was visiting Baltimore. That's my only Tabori tattoo. Um, awesome. Super cool experience. Um, did it, uh, did it, well, let's see, let's hear about it. Uh, most people aren't going to even have the experience or the opportunity. Uh, so I, it's like right here in the bend of this arm. So I got to watch really closely. Um, as far as the actual feeling, I didn't find it too much different. Mm -hmm. Outline was a machine. All the color and shade was Tabori. You know, mix the black right in front of you and all that stuff. Um, the actual, you know, Tabori process, it wasn't necessarily that it hurt, but because I was watching closely, I had to quit watching because there is like, you know, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to say it or some people might know, it is really kind of more this plucking mm. motion to where they pluck the skin. So it makes an interesting noise. And if you're that close and able to watch it, watching your skin pop up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is pretty. It's pretty gnarly, um, but it, you know, feeling-wise, it wasn't terrible. I usually think I'm in a pretty good mindset for a couple hours. I'm not some marathon sitter or anything like that. I think I can usually get to kind of an empty headspace for about two to three hours. But after that, I'm 
I'm done. I don't have anything to prove. Yeah. Um, That's why I tell people that does it hurt well, after hour. Well, I usually say after hour four or five ish. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, my upper arm was done by Mark Van Ness. Um, he was at Oak City in North Carolina at the time. He came into Blue Flame when I left. Um, I guess 2002 ish. Um, but yeah, so that the inside is Will Lolly did a big old spider. Oh yeah, awesome. Uh, we were visiting Asheville to see. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zero. Oh, those guys are great. And uh, the girl I was dating at the time wanted to get tattooed. And uh, trying to think, she ended up getting tattooed by Ryan Fink, I believe. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've, known, I've casually known Will for a while at that time. You know, just through acquaintances and probably bumping into each other at a convention or something. But he was, like, he had time. He wasn't doing anything. And I was just like, well, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> not gonna pass that up awesome. by any stretch of the imagination. Um, right forearm, I've got um, a little spider from my buddy Ray, who he and his uh, wife opened up, I guess last year, punctured tattoo. But I worked with Ray um, at Blue Flame down in Raleigh. Um, King Ron from up at Halo. Um, Tom Kenny, I'm not sure where Tom's at now. I know he's still in the area. But uh, it was at a convention, at the Baltimore convention. And huh. uh, so, like, little bulldog that says, good guys die. Oh. Which, <laughs> which I really nerd myself a little bit. It's uh, it's honestly a lyric from a My Chemical Romance song. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't have much of that going on. But um, I have a really cool, like, cosmic scorpion or something. I'm not really sure what it is. Uh, but from Jeff Zup, who oh, has yeah. always been one of my favorites. Um, He's out in Michigan, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, try and, so I have a little cool zombie dagger, and it's from, oh, Errol, who owned Blue Flame, worked with the guy at Tornado. He was guest spotting, and his name is escaping me right now. Um, but one of those awesome tattoos that, like, I mean, there's so many tattoos so many. that... Are amazing even and i mean we're talking to I me mean, that tattoo is 15 or so years old probably almost 20 years old and uh you know pat carmack was his name nice awesome and uh, like super just traditional guy like awesome tattooer do you uh, get tattooed by any of the the grandfathers like a uh, uh, lyle or ed or or philadelphia eddie or no no it's no uh, um so i uh became friends with Keith Underwood from oh, yeah. conventions and you know if we're talking like because I mean all the guys you just mentioned you know um, amazing tattooers and you know stuff that inspires me but as far as if we're going back to you know that generation Mike Malone yeah, stands yeah. out as uh, just to me I think his body of work is kind of like an all around body of work Sure. I mean, I think those guys did a lot of stuff, but, you know, um, Mike's work, and even not even just on skin, you know, what he did on paper, and, mm -hmm. you know, if you get the Bullseyes and Black Eyes book. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, for sure. Like, what it shows, you know, all the styles of stuff that guy was doing. Um, so, through getting to know Keith, and I was just like, man, I really want to get tattooed by Rollo. And Keith suggested that... Uh, I come up for a guest spot because you know at that time he's like he's around a lot but 
if you just come up to get tattooed by them, it's probably not going to happen. Right. You know. Um, but if you come up for like a week and guest spot and whatever, you know. You'll be around. He'll, he'll, he'll pop in one day and be like, yeah, let's do a tattoo. And sadly, the week oh. after, I, it was uh, when um, he passed away. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty trippy. So rough. Yeah. Yeah, he did like the week before. Oh. And uh, so, you know, um, you know, going back that far, um, I know Scott's doing pretty well, and I should not like drop the ball. Maybe I can get Scott to tattoo yeah. me at some point. But, uh, you know, and as far as let's see, who else? Don Cook, who worked with Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah, while. Don. Um, she did a big rooster on a rooster with a, co- with, with a kickstand. Cock with a kickstand, as she said. He's got like a wooden leg and an eye patch, like a pilot or something. It's not, be- it's not below the knee, but um, then uh, Jeff Rasher, uh-huh. who I got tattooed, came and guest spot at Blue Flame a couple times. And uh, it's like a one eyed Oni demon with, uh, you know, he doesn't really do it much anymore, but his paintings and some of his tattoos at that time had those pink clouds around it. And really, he probably could have just done a section of pink clouds on my leg, and I would have been stoked. Nice. Um, yeah. oh, hey, so while we're uh, talking about tattoos, we've got a question in here from, uh, from okay. Patrick. Um, he's asking, uh, you, you said you are sober now. Have you commemorated yes. that fact with a tattoo yet? No, uh, and I no. won't. Uh, you won't? Cool. Um, he says, <laughs> uh, well, if so, what would you get? But won't we answer that one? Uh, he just says, because he's got a, a Colgan, Colgan? I don't know the, I don't know how to pronounce it, but... Um, um, yeah, well, I and, guess. you know, and to, to, to elaborate on that as far as for him, um, you know, I, I have nothing against people that do it, and I tattoo it on people all the time, and, you know, I get a great satisfaction about, you know, being able to commemorate, but uh, here's the thing, you know, so I am active in AA, and it tells us to take things one at a time, one day at a time, and, you know, ultimately... You know, just because I didn't have a drink today doesn't mean I won't have a drink tomorrow. I, you know, and that's just being perfectly honest. Sure. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe if I got one, it might remind me to uh, get sober again. But, yeah, I just, may, maybe it's like the old, you know, tattooer's tale. You know, don't get your boyfriend or girlfriend's name tattooed. Sure. You know, it's... As soon as you do, there's like a little mental tick that's going off. That's like, wait a minute, he or she's a stalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Although some like people said, seem to get it's it. It's cool but, that people do. Yeah. But uh, cool. So here's a, a question, and um, sometimes, well, we'll see. It sounds like you're getting in a healthier mindset. Sometimes it's a loaded question, though. Uh, but you've been tattooing for quite a long time. Obviously, it takes its toll on your body. Um, is there anything that you do to help keep yourself, you know, not from being in pain every day or anything to keep yourself healthy? So, um, well, I was doing physical therapy for a while. I've had this okay. persistent, like, neck shoulder issue that all the imaging we've done shows everything's fine. Hmm. So maybe it's more muscle related or whatnot. I go through periods of doing yoga. Awesome. Um, currently, the last few months, I haven't touched it. Uh, yeah. um, you know my physical therapy stuff you know doing it with the physical therapy you know therapist there for a bit and 
like was doing my exercises at home, but the last few months I haven't. Be, to be honest with you, being that the pain stuck around kind of just made me frustrated of like, well, I seem to be doing this stuff and mm. no luck. It's but tough. That's not yeah. a mind, I sh- it's not a mindset, a mindset I should have. You know, um, it's so tough. It's impo- it's, a, it's crazy. I got a, a, I, I had a, a, a taste of the gout uh, like okay. six weeks ago. Scared the shit out of me. I've, I've been trying to pretty much eat vegetarian since. Um, but like, it, that's what it takes sometimes is like real, you know, you, you need to change your lifestyle. Otherwise, you know, shit's going to get fucked up. Uh, yeah. To actually make the changes, unfortunately. Um, uh, so I'm getting a call in from uh, Chris Oppenheim. He actually has a shop that is all... The names? Chris Oppenheim, yeah, he's in the bio the world a little bit. Yeah, the name's familiar. He, um... They have a shop out there that's all sober. The, the, the whole point of the oh, shop cool. is that everybody's clean and sober. He's literally yeah. like, if you have a, a, a person at your shop and they're fucking up, but they're awesome, but they just can't, you know, they're just fucking drinking or drugging too much, send them to me. We'll clean them up. We'll have a whole environment designed to be supportive, um, you know, wow. of, the, of the clean lifestyle out in Los Angeles. So, How about that? That's isn't it amazing? Awesome. It's fucking really amazing. I, um, yeah, you know, because here's the thing. Like, you know, if I if I still knew to how to like drink responsibly, as the commercials tell us or whatnot, um, you know, I have nothing against people who want to unwind and whether that's drinking or you know, lucky for me using weed, whatever. Like it's, but I know at the end of my drinking, like I like it was something I did every day and I hated. It. Mm, yeah, I hated myself for doing it. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a problem there that I need to address. And um, at five years, and I really don't see a change in actually anybody who knows me within you know, the program, um, if I start thinking a mindset that, oh, I could have a little bit, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Because I, I will eventually go back to the same stuff. It, it turns into I, a nice slippery slope. I mean, that, that is an actual slippery slope. Yeah. So. I remember um, it was the I'll have I'll have bouts getting close to it, but I usually pull back. Uh, the second tattoo convention I did was the point where you know my wife was like, "I think you're drunk." I'm like, "I am not a drunk. I fucking grew up around drugs. What the fuck?" She's like, "No, no, no. I'm saying I think you are drunk." I'm like, "I'm not fucking drunk." <laughs> oh, maybe I should uh, you know <laughs> chill out a little bit, but um. Uh, but in any event, yeah, like I was saying, it's it's amazing, you know, and it's so tough to kind of go sober in a. In a community that you know is pretty tolerant and sure. uh, so so for chris to actually have a full shop full of everybody that's supportive everyone should um you know if, if of that i'll check it out well um, you know there's 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 a handful of things like i hadn't and wasn't aware of that like I'm, like i said i know i've heard his name but there's also um you know some different social media stuff and for the like i mean they're organizations but uh what um Eric Cabal and those folks from down in Texas have We Are Those People. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a social media feed. You, you, you find it on Instagram. And they have people share, you know, their stories on the Instagram. Feed. Mm. And, like, for someone like me who regulars meetings and things of that nature, a big part of it is, like, hearing people share their stories. So, especially through 2020 to where... You know, Zoom meetings and all these things popped up, but kind of separated a bit more from it. 
you know, if you're actively trying to do some kind of program for yourself, that might have been a big detachment, you know, and could have created um, a bad spot for people. So it was gratifying that there was kind of like this little meeting on Instagram, so to speak. I can yeah. read these people's stories of, you know, inspiration because um, it's tough. It's not easy. Oh, it's got to be one of the most you know, difficult things in the world. You're literally like fighting against the chemicals that are in your body that, you know. I mean, my uh, natural state, you know, when we, you know, did our little sound checks or whatever earlier, it, you kind of, you know, honestly, if it was before five years ago when we were doing that, I would have already been drinking and probably half drunk right now. Because that's what I do yeah. on my days off. Sure. Straight up. And I don't know, that might have been an entertaining interview for some. You know, it does. It's all different. You know, it's uh, it, again mostly for. You know, I, I'm concerned with health. You know, and sustainability. You know, well, and if and if somebody could drink and like have a good time with it for a while, then uh, whatever, that's cool. Certainly, it's 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 designed to take take you over. Yeah. You know, so if somebody's you know, it, it's a ser it's serious. You know, it's it's not it's not an insignificant drug. Clearly. Yeah. You know, and I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm 48. I turned 49 in October. Um, you know, I sell my sobriety dates in October as well. Um, you know, and yeah, aside from like some shoulder and neck pain, overall body feels pretty good. And more than anything, mentally, I feel a lot better. Like, like I said, I want to be with clients and I want to interact with the client. You know, I, you know, I want them to have a decent time, um, getting over to the Baltimore Tattoo Museum. Oh yeah, 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 great. Um, you know, it is, uh. I love it over there. You know, I've spent a lot of years in some different shops and stuff. And they were all great shops. You know, looking back at it, I mean, I just like to create trouble and drama. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to think I don't do that too much there. I mean, I still, I know I can be a jerk and kind of hard to work with. Um, just because, I mean, I still can be very much of, I like things the way I like them. Sure. You know, yeah. but... You know, I, more so of what I've found there, because I've been there, you know, we started back last June. Um, I started, like, got hired on there right when everything locked down. Um, I'd like to think within the time we've really worked together or whatnot, it is a very, you know, family-oriented thing. And sometimes you're going to have a rough day with your family. Sure. You know, not everybody's going to get along. But it seems to pass pretty quickly. And there's also been some people that, and I've really shown my ass, have put me in my place, and I thank them at the end of the day. Uh, you know, it's like that's what I needed. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, even if, uh, even even when it was completely unwelcome, you know, uh, we have to, you know, take everything as a learning lesson. You know, because it is. Yeah. You know, even if we tried to do the things the right way. Um, we might not have. Um, so what, tell us a little bit more about the Baltimore Tattoo Museum. So now, uh, I saw a couple pictures online, but there's is it open for the public to come in and check yeah. out? Yeah, now you can come in. Um, I want to say we're going on a couple months. Once they lifted uh, like capacity restrictions in the city, we unlocked the doors. So now, yeah, you can come in. Before, you know, it was an appointment only, only the client could come in the shop, period. Uh, so yeah, they have a great collection, and honestly, more to come. Yeah. What like, what are, what are some so, of the pieces that people might travel there to go see? Or that I'm going to go travel to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have machines from from tons of people. Uh, 
see names are going to escape me and honestly uh, yeah. I, I don't I need to put you on the spot I, it's okay I even work there and I don't take enough time to walk around and look at it like I should um, you know old catalogs little section on Greg Irons oh awesome let's see um, uh, oh uh, what's his name uh, Nightingale uh, uh -huh. that's the last name I tried uh, Stony stuff uh-huh. You know, Stony St. Clair? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's Zeiss machines. There's uh -huh. Rollo, little Rollo section. And then, too, there's everything from, like, when, you know, Hot Wheels did their little four tattooed series. Oh, but cool. Like, they had four, like, little tribal designs on the side. Oh, awesome. Um, like, the Butterfly Barbie when Barbie did the look. Like, uh-huh. The is there a good internet there, or...? A decent internet, huh. yeah. We'll have to, uh, maybe we'll try to beam in at some point to uh, do a little show off. Oh, you know, if yeah. you want me to talk to those guys, I'm oh, sure yeah. we can uh, possibly set something up. Oh, that'd be amazing. Actually, that reminds me that um, we were setting up a, a, a similar tour out at Carrie Barber's shop, Outer Limits. Um, oh, cool. We were going to do a little bit of a tour of the shop and then some of the traditional artists that were there were going to kind of, you know, uh, bring everybody through an exercise, drawing a rose or an eagle or some such. Mm -hmm. But um, it's fun. We, you know, obviously um, having the opportunity to to chat with people that are seeped into the history and, and sometimes on location at tattoo museums. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the stuff that I'd love to get as much of it as possible. Well, and then you don't get some third hand can't remember names comments of somebody who doesn't uh, take advantage. You know, we're, I mean, this is all impromptu. You know, I mean. It, it, it's horrible, man. I run tattoo conventions, and I mean, I was playing that video this uh, today, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get Hunter into the video. Yeah. You know, it's like almost impossible to include like everybody all the time. Sure. But um, I'm gonna show off uh, a couple more tattoos. This is one of my favorites, obvious or maybe not obviously, but um, maybe uh, simplistically. I'm simple. I'm like, oh, he does the bio too. I do. I, um, I really I do. appreciate. I appreciate. Uh, you know, one of the things about a real traditional tattooer or a real tattooer right is that you do what comes in through the door right and 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 your era felt, feels like when you were coming in like you had i'm sure you had guys flash and aaron's flash on the walls so like and, and, huge yeah. huge influences and still to this day i mean there was a point to where i wanted to be guys uh -huh. like I, you know um i know one year at richmond we did a seminar got a critique directly from him oh awesome and if i remember correctly and a lot of people might be like well that sounds insulting was just like you know it'd be something i would like to rework uh -huh. and i took it as a huge compliment because uh -huh. it's like it meant some of the ideas i had going were kind of in the right place yeah 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 absolutely you know and um I mean, I don't do any art, right? So I get to have the luxury of just being able to observe, you know, lots of different types of artists. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, when people are often uploading stuff for critique, that's one of my first questions. Hey, are you going to get a chance to do another pass on that? Because if you can, you should just bring sure. that shit into Photoshop. You should, you know, bold up your lines. Right. You should hit your contrast. You can fuck around with it as much as you want to so that sure. when they come back, boom, you've, uh, you've got those pieces. And there's a lot of people that uh, aren't done with a tattoo until they say they're done with a tattoo. But you're doing sure. mostly once, it seems, well, I guess you do a, a mix. Maybe could you talk a little bit about, sorry, let me rephrase. You know, you have a pretty awesome uh, uh, career to kind of model. Can you talk a little bit about um, how you balance like walk-ins and then custom tattoos? Are you doing anything in like three or four sittings or? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, a few, a little bit ago, like I think the most elaborate piece tattoo-wise I sent you was that kind of mecha Godzilla 
tattoo. Yeah. Um, that's a great client of mine, Tim. And that was done right when we opened back up through about yeah. December of last year. And it's got a whole upper arm section to it that we did years ago. Um, and uh, like the upper arm piece started with, um, we were doing a cover up. Maybe it was a nautical star thing or something. I don't remember exactly. But, uh, and he kind of let me run with it. And I mean, I love, like, I'm not a sci-fi nerd in the way I can, like, name names or things like that. But just the imagery has always been something mm -hmm. that I love. So it's like this kind of sci-fi city with a rocket ship or whatever. And I'm sure pretty much taken directly from, like, one of the old sci-fi poster books that I yeah. have or whatnot. And then uh, when things were opening back up, he wanted to do the forearm. And uh, once again, I don't remember really what direction he gave me. Um, but so, and it's one of the few that like after the fact, or like when I was talking about Sarah Peacock and the stolen fair beads, I don't think of things like that in the forefront, but to me, like his whole, that whole arm, when you see it now, it's kind of like that dinosaur is there to get the crystals because there's a little ship coming down fighting it and uh, not dinosaur mecha godzilla but like you know this battle between maybe the city that's up top and this guy at the bottom um but i would say like larger scale work like that maybe accounts to 30 percent of what okay. i do awesome um, wow i'm definitely more and, and not that i'm opposed to it it's just you know, my personal clientele isn't necessary. You know, what I would say is my personal clientele, um, not to be like it's not enough people or whatnot, just are generally to the smaller side. I've done both of Tim's arms at this point. He's got this crazy, um, I don't, it's like a steampunk time grid kind of thing. So it's kind of biomechy feeling, but it's all based on like watch gears and stuff. Mm. And then I did this kind of grid. I, you know, almost like a grid of maybe like when you see like uh, the wormholes or something, but when they're just gridded out, like that type of thing going on. And, oh, like, yeah. As filler behind everything. Sweet. Um, let's see, we got a couple of uh, things in the chat room here. Uh, cool. Ganjuana says, there goes that sick Mars attacks flash. Uh, uh, yeah, he's yes. been uh, digging one that one. My, it's one of my favorite. Do you uh, tattoo most of the stuff off it yet, or? Uh? Oh no, I don't yeah. care. I I have a ton of flash, a ton of flash that people haven't seen as well. I mean, you know, Tattoo Flash Collective has a good amount, and I'm always trying to work on stuff to get to them, and I get it to them as I can. Mm. Um, but you know, all like whether it's like four by six little flash designs, because I do like painting on like smaller formats a lot of times, but it's like always flash designs. No, I don't get to paint or tattoo a lot of what I paint. <laughs> well, maybe that'll uh, tweet. Maybe not. It doesn't make a difference, really, right? So, okay, so let's see. Uh, Patrick uh, uh, says, thank you for answering my questions and making me feel like I was part of y'all's thing today. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, thanks for beaming in and making it uh, interactive. Um, Atomic Injections 47 says, good morning, all. Um, and then let's see. Sister Donko. Okay, well, here's a... Uh, okay, uh, she's got a question. Sister's the one that sister's the one that's been texting. Oh, the pinging you. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, so, so this is why she was asking this. So, so what color feels best to the t for the tattoo on the client? 
Oh, oh no. I'm supposed to know the answer to this question. <laughs> the, uh... Oh. I, sister, I'm sorry. Apparently I'm not paying attention well enough. She's told me. Maybe she'll give us the answer. Ah, uh, nice. Because uh, she, she seems to think that certain colors feel better than others. I think, uh, I think white feels the best, right? Do you? Because <laughs> they're always doing it at the end. Uh, I have a lot of people who say that always hurts the worst because it is the end. I, I'm being, nice, yeah. They're I, nice I, and raw. You're being... I'm sarcastic. being facetious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, um, although, that said, uh, sometimes, like with the bio guys, they use a little bit of the uh, Bactine inside of the washer. They're using some lidocaine-y stuff. I, and I started using, um, uh, let's see, Vazicaine, um, rose water. Rose water is, like, newer to me. I think it's not as harsh as Vazicaine mm -hmm. is. And I definitely, on lawn sessions, Bactine's always been a good one. But you know those things, the skin has to be open. Exactly. Um, well, that, that's what I was saying. So sometimes for the white, like, you know, it'll... It'll take, it'll, it'll take the edge off. The Vazicane, yeah. uh, the first time I had it used on me, Dave Fox used it on me. Oh. And, uh, and uh, yeah, awesome. And it's a little piece, but he was like, he was like, no. Um, total, I, I personally, because these things can vary from person to person. I've used it on people sure. and they were like, I don't feel any difference. And like, okay. Sure. But uh, it was totally numb. I didn't feel a thing like mm -hmm. after we did the outline. Now it did when it wore off later hurt like hell. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever had a tattoo feel is like raw. Sure. And, after uh, the fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what, but I think those things are great. I would prefer them before um, over anybody using anything preemptively. Yeah, no. Um, it feels like if you do something preemptively, it uh, changes the texture of the skin, or I don't know. It feels as far as like tattooing on it seems different, hmm. but also like I've never used any of that stuff personally. But any observations, and those can like it seems like how long that can last for people varies as well. Mm -hmm. But it seems like as soon as that stuff wears off, it's done. And yeah, the person is. So I've seen that happen in like 45 minutes, you yeah. know, working on a huge piece. So I've found that like, you know, kind of once they get to that point, you know, like starting off fresh, nothing. And yeah, if you're working on a really large piece that yet, yeah, and sometimes it's beneficial, like maybe if you're out of town and really you're trying to get a, you know, a large piece. Two out, days in or something. Um, you know, like once that skin's open, just something to take the edge off. So. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I imagine that you would agree. I, I found that it's probably eighty percent mindset, you know. Oh, totally. And like I you said, know. I mean, I've got my two to three hours, maybe four no. if you're lucky. If I'm feeling, and like that was like I think the longest in a long time I had sat, and that was like getting my back, ass and thigh started. You know, was, you know four or so hours. Uh -huh. uh, Charlie Fu said, uh, "Reed Street." Oh, was awesome. Doing that and. Uh, which is where I was at at the before the museum, but yeah, and like I was really surprised that we were able to get that much of the outlet done that day. That uh, from what I've observed, uh, the uh, ass to thigh is the one of the most torturous, if not the most torturous, of the spots. I um, I I have not been a, so up top. It's like a cover up of two other things I had started. Ooh. Um, but I still had all that space open, so I was like, I might as well do it all. 
Um, yeah. I've not been a fan of having my back tattooed, and that's straight up, and that's why I'm slacking on it. <laughs> I mean, it was started like, started like four years ago at this point. We're nowhere near anywhere close. Um, but for me, that, that bone that's right above your ass crack, oh. that's the spot. Uh, rough. Have uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, we're going on uh, ten minutes after now, but um, let's uh, let me get one more question out of you. Um, well, sure. maybe. Have you been lasered at all? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Let's hear about uh, your experiences with a laser. So um, my first laser experience was at Leviticus Tattoo up in Minneapolis. They had on-site lasering, mm -hmm. and uh, I had my left forearm and left hand. Um. And then I've had, I had my right forearm, one session. The left forearm, I had two sessions done. Um, one at the shop and then one visit up there. They were kind of working with a company that was developing lasers. And I got hit with like, at the time, couldn't tell you the name of it or whatnot. But like their prototype laser uh -huh. in front of a bunch of people that worked for the company and all mm -hmm. this stuff. So that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. It's comparable to tattooing, the blistering and stuff's kind of gross. It bruises. You know, the first laser session on that left arm, I remember it blistering pretty bad and bruising very little. When I got hit with that prototype laser, very little blistering, but my arm was completely black and blue. Yeah, it, it was pretty. It was, it was pretty insane. Yeah, it gets pretty gnarly. I, uh, I've had some extensive lasering too. Um, but you but know, yeah. uh, but I just, I highly recommend it. Like if you have access to, and honestly, I mean, I think since they changed laws, there's a lot like not so many shops because there used to be a handful of shops that had it on site. They, you know, gone through the training or whatnot. Because if you're trying to get tattooed in the future, it's not like say going to a plastic surgeon's office that just wants to erase everything. Because a lot of times it only needs to be lightened up fifty percent. Right before Absolutely. you can actually do a very cool tattoo over it. So, I mean, I, you know, for a lot of years, I wasn't opposed to it, but I was just like, oh, I'll cover that shit up, fuck it, you know. Um, but I, what, what you can do if you're willing to spend a little extra money, take that little extra time for the healing process, and, um, you know, and usually, because like they say, about six months later, it's, you know, lighter than it is a couple months later, even though it might be healed. Sure. Um, well, well, patience, little extra money can be worth it. Yep. No, absolutely. Um, and that is, oh, that's um, one of one of the people that we have on. Sometimes he's a chemist. He's um, at one of the universities, and he's studying the effects of inks inside of skin. You know, and yeah. it, it is a little disturbing. You know, when uh, he's like, yeah, you know, the the common consensus. I mean, and people should go listen to him directly because I'm I'm just paraphrasing. You know, horribly. Sure. But, it, you know, it felt like I was listening and he was like, yeah, you know, they say that, you know, you laser it, it busts up the inks and then the body flushes them away magically somehow. And I'm not so sure that last part is actually right. Right. And uh, he's not sure that it's wrong, but like his job is to kind of study what actually happens. And, um, you know, I mean, I suppose that uh, in my lymph nodes, they're probably very colorful, <laughs> you know. Well, but so I, I recently had an instance with somebody and I, yeah, I don't get into spats on social media. I'm voyeuristic. <laughs> I like sure. looking at people's fights or whatnot. But someone I know um, 
commented on the cover-up that I'm working on currently, this big witch back piece. And we had laid in a bunch of like really bright purple on the, this particular session. And the comment was something to the effect of, I hope that person doesn't need an MRI because it's going to mess with the imaging. Oh, whatever. And well, here's the thing. I've had three MRIs in the last nine months. Mm. And not one technician, not one physician that I've talked to ever expressed the slightest concern that yeah. I was so heavily tattooed. So I had to call that person out. Yeah. Like, that's not true. And then it kind of shifted to their kind of personal beliefs you know, with religion and things like that. And I was like, you know, that's fine that you can feel that way, but there's no reason for you to share this other. That's not just not true, you know. Yeah. And if you don't like tattoos, you can kind of keep that to yourself. Sure. But, but social media is a platform for people to speak their mind. So. Yeah, which is uh, good and bad, I suppose. I've, I've gone through sure. my uh, fair share of, of tussles online, and I've won some. I've fucking got my ass handed to me on some. You um, might. You might. That's why I try and stay but, out of it. But like that one, I, you know, I didn't think it was a personal attack. It was just kind of like, you know, had I not had the MRIs in the last right. months, sure. I, might not have been, I might have been like, oh, maybe they're right. Because like yeah. you said on the what you were talking about, maybe the body magically flushes them out. I, you know, I <laughs> sure. I don't know. And, you know, I know we're promoting tattoos, and I'm all for it. But to me, if people have a serious concern, it might not be for you. Yeah, stay away. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because as I tell people, I'm like, you are putting something foreign into your body. That's just, that's the bottom line. Yeah. No, no there's no guarantee of safety. I, and, uh... I mean, we yeah, try very hard, but... No, I, that's it. I mean, as far as how we do our practices, and I'm sure the companies putting out pigments, you name it, do everything in their power to make sure everything is safe as possible. Um, I think. Do you think? I think. Some of them. Most of them. Some of A them, lot of them. Some of, there, has, <laughs> there has been some stuff that has popped up, but they, to me, there's also people out there that are looking for stuff that it's like, hey, this might not be that safe. Sure, and sure. And usually have the information to back it up. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's what it breaks down to, right, is, um, I mean, it's always expensive to do things cleaner and better, right? Uh, so the, the gut reaction for any company is going to be like, you can't do that. It's too expensive, you know. Uh, but the only reason why they can't do that, it's too expensive, is because they haven't had to do it and, and adjust accordingly. Potentially. I have no, I have no skin in this uh, or, or stake in the ink game. I have no idea. Well, sure. But also, too, it very well may be only more expensive when it starts out. Right. I mean, I'm sure with what you, because it's new. Sure, I absolutely. Mean, with what you do, um, not to say it's less expensive now. Oh, it's way less it expensive. More, it's, it's more commonly practiced, and, and so these things you know, eventually kind of start to even out a little. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, for me and my digital, all, all, all of the digital stuff that I do, you know, these days people have on their phone enough equipment that we used to, you know, it used right. to be $20,000 to get a couple cameras and audio sure. and streaming. I mean, just for the bandwidth, I've had $5,000 bandwidth bills. You know, right. now it's like, and now, and I mean, this is one of the reasons why we could do this with Guy, you know, in the middle of nowhere, not like... Now his phone will actually be able to live stream, not you know, consistently, right. um, even though he's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, <laughs> up until that, you know, but before then, we literally even couldn't. Um, so I would, I would have to drag out all the cameras. We'd have to rent out hotel rooms that had an internet connection. 
Um, you know, and, and catalogs, I used to charge $10,000 for websites, uh, you know, Shopify right. is $40 a month now. Now, right. I could do a lot more now. I mean, the beauty of it is it's like, you know, sure. for my skill set, I like to stay at the front, right? So, um, you know, now that I could do that for $40, the shit that people could do for 5 or 10 is even way more. Um, but uh, it's amazing. And like I said, for me, ultimately, it's, you know, I'd rather have more people have computers and and check in and, and COVID is, you know, f for sure. somebody who's streaming, it's like everyone now is forced to be in the streaming world. Hey, speaking of streaming and forced to be in the streaming world, let's, um, let's wrap up. We completely, you can tell neither of us are salespeople. Um, you have a, no. a seminar coming up in October. I do. Let's, uh, I let's do. tell people a little bit about that. And then, um, we could, uh, let people know how to, how to, what they could expect. So what you can expect. Hopefully, um, I will do, not hopefully, like I think I have a two and a half hour slot. Yep. Um, so we'll do some painting together. Um, maybe have something ready with you that maybe is already outlined or whatnot. But, um, so definitely we'll talk about the different types of paper I use over the years, because it bounces around. I mean, like I've tried everything. You brought up the, you know, Tattoo Artist Magazine. When mm. I did that step-by-step um, -step in there, was the first time I had painted on hot-pressed board. And it was a nightmare. And mm. But it was a great learning experience. You know, so I will talk things, you know, I'm diff trying different papers. Um, kind of go across the different, you know, types of watercolor, even not watercolor, liquid acrylics, things like that you know, that I use, um, and, uh, I plan on, I kind of, if I remember correctly, I still got the, hopefully a little bit of literature to pass out to everybody just to, so they can have the names on hand or whatnot, but I have highly encouraged, um, you know, having notes. I'll probably, for maybe people who aren't ready, have something either like maybe some small stuff just penciled out. Mm -hmm. So we can go over lining. I mean, I'd like to think, you know, talk for an hour about the stuff that I use and things like that. And maybe half an hour of like, they can just do some blending practices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then maybe an hour to do like a little three by three or, you know, whatever, like skull or something simple that, you know, I can watch them. They can watch me, you know, I like being very hands-on. I mean, I ultimately, I think doing them is as much a benefit for me as it is possibly them. You know, I like watching people work. It, it is a, yeah. You know, it's amazing watching um, that cycle go back and forth. You know, it's very uh, cyclical, right? Like, and then you can see it uh, from the very beginning, where like yeah. people people have something to share, but they're not quite sure because if they share it, then aren't they giving away all their secrets and won't be special anymore? You know. But then there's people that are like, no, I'm going to do it anyways. You know, and then. The ideas that they get back from their students, you know, when people are, are you know, sure. all of a sudden there's there's this new fresh round of ideas and it and it compounds. It's crazy. Hey, I, w I was lucky enough the second time that Jeff Rasher mm. guest spotted at Blue Flame, um, who, you know, huge inspiration at that time and still is. I mean, uh, I didn't have money to get tattooed by him and was really nervous of like, hey, can you show me, you know, spitching? Because my high school art teacher was a fine art watercolorist. So I kind of had a grasp on how to do it that way. But one thing I knew was that's not what the tattooers are doing. That's not what Sailor Jerry did. You know, that's right. I, like, 
my watercolors, if I try it, do not look like that. Sure. They even closely resemble it. And yeah, you know, he gave me a quick lesson, but he was also too very like, you know, if it blends out with water, try it. You know, so trying different paints and things of that nature. And, you know, and that's it. It's really, I could show, you know, it's much, it'll be a quick watercolor apprenticeship. Because, I mean, we know like tattoo apprenticeships, they, they're good for showing guidelines um, on how maybe not to mess someone up. But I know for a fact in some of the work that I see, they're taking approaches to it that I would have never even thought of when it comes to tattooing. And sure. I know that applies for painting as well. Sure, sure. Awesome. Well, um, I'm definitely excited because, you know, ha having your influence and having um, all the different ideas and brains around um, is what makes it work, right? So when I get nervous, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, or I think you were saying something earlier that kind of reminded me of, um, you know, you, you change people's, you do change people's lives every day. Like, you know, it's not, it's not rocket surgery. You're not like saving someone's life, but you are changing their life that they're going to remember yeah. forever, you know, so it's exceptionally important. Um, but, uh, oh shit, where was I going with this? This was, uh, changing. Oh, with the, with the event, uh, often, um, um, I, I get you know feedback from people. This is this event's changing my life. I listen to this or I listen to that. It's changing. You know, so many people's lives are changing. And I, when I get into the, like I was saying earlier, sometimes I start drinking heavily, trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to keep changing people's lives with these events. And then I think I remember, ah, it's the people that are there that interact with each other that make it sure. magic. I don't. All, all I have to do is step back and make sure no one you know has to go to the hospital. <laughs> well, it'll be the first day of me being 49. It's okay. on the day after my birthday. Awesome. Um, I know, I can't, I think my seminar last time was early in the morning. I won't already be half drunk because I know <laughs> I was the last time that I was uh -huh. For sure. Um, so there's that. And, I, you know, if you show up, however you get there, because I think we're streaming it as well, right? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, um, if you want to show up, however you show up, I'm pretty sure you'll leave with some ideas, maybe different directions if you already paint. Um, if you don't paint at all, even better. Yeah. It's like, it's just the basics and you can really run from it from there, like run with it from there. And it really, it's just practice. I don't practice enough. You know, I, I try and paint as much as I can. Um, huh. But, uh, you know, and for me, I mean, if anything, you'll learn kind of a form of meditation. Because, sure. you know, when people ask, I mean, I try to sit down and do that a little bit, but like, I know me sitting down and painting is as much a form of meditation as anything else, you know. Awesome. Um, I, I think that's a, an amazing um, spot to end it on. Not that okay. I wanted to end it. It's so easy. Yeah. This, this has been really easy. I appreciate uh, the conversation, but um, so no, let's it. let's uh, let everybody know. I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight you, and if you want to do the uh, the whole look into the camera, you know, give uh, you know your full official name, and then the best ways for people to contact you, and um, okay. Hi, uh, Hunter R. Spanks, Hunter, Hunter Spanks. Um, Instagram is HR Spanks. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com backslash HR Spanks. Um, and email is the best way to get in touch with me, in my opinion, just because I always get it on my phone. I'm not always on the social media stuff or if it comes through as a request. So that is hrspanks at gmail.com. Um, I tattoo at the Baltimore Tattoo Museum in Fells Point in Baltimore. Um, you can always find, well, you can find me there Thursday through Sunday, generally. 
Um, and uh, yeah, you'll find me, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be October 5th is the day of the seminar, noon to 2.30. Um, and that info's on there. I forget exactly what price point we put on there, but I, I you know. Awesome. Well worth it. And then also uh, the Tattoo Flash sites, selling any oh, other stuff that you have yeah, for sale. I mean, TattooFlashCollective.com carries all my stuff. I don't really, I do have a uh, like Squarespace store and it's like hunter-spanks.squarespace.com or something. Um, I generally, there's a link of it at the top of my Instagram. So that would be the easiest way to get to anything that I'm personally selling. But really more than, you know, Tattoo Flash flashcollective.com um, and if for some reason you're listening overseas they do have a European um, website as well for all of the distribution over there um, myself and really tons of great artists there's a uh, few sets up there that are collaborative sets you know with me and other artists um, so there's that and then yeah Solon just put out the new shirt the HR Spanx Premium I actually happen to have one right here with like an updated kind of Virgin Mary design, which awesome. is what I did for him way back when. But yeah, you know, collaborating with those guys has always been awesome. I mean, they've treated me really well, so. Fuck yeah. Awesome. I think that's it. Well, uh, thanks again, and um, thank you. it's always awkward to try to end these things because it's video. It's not like we're on the phone, but um, we will uh, catch up in the near future, and next time, i got to get down there. Baltimore's not that far from where I am, so uh, maybe I'll, maybe when we do the tour, I'll bring down the cameras. Hey, there you go. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to those guys about it. We'll see if we can't get something going. Awesome. Well, thanks again, okay. and uh, we'll talk uh, soon. Cheers. Take care. Bye. All right, bye.